Hi, welcome back to the only real cure to borderline personality disorder podcast. I'm the creator and host Shamola Del Rosario, and I'm happy to have you here. So I'm recording this directly onto my phone as this is still quite, it's quite new to me. And I want to see how this podcasting thing goes for me. After all, I'm kind of revealing my own vulnerabilities and perspectives. So anyway, let's get the disclaimer out of the way before I move on to talk about today's topic. So to be clear, these are my personal experiences that I'm sharing. So I'm not qualified in any field of mental or emotional health. So anyone who chooses to listen is responsible for their own thoughts, feelings and behaviours. Now, I strongly suggest that you do subscribe to thelastsymptom.com and also the Last Symptom podcasts. Before I'm accused of any form of plagiarism, let me just explain that thelastsymptom.com is a free resource that I have had and I continue to have the privilege of learning from. And so I'll frequently reference Brian Barnett's work. I mean, if you think about it, my cover is based on his approach, so it makes perfect sense. Do you know, I really need to work out how to actually medit, sorry, edit and merge these recordings. Because as I'm reading this out on every episode, it's the same thing. There must be a way for me to just um, do the introduction. There must be, but I'm not techie at all. It's a... Uh, just one of those things. I mean, the first time round, I didn't even realise I could put the recording on pause, take a breath before continuing or anything. Ended up deleting the first few attempts, but <laughs> hey, never mind. I'm getting there. So let's move swiftly on to today's topic, which is emotional intimacy. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, I mean, I remember cringing when I first Brian Barnett's podcast. I didn't like what I was hearing, but in the reality is that he was absolutely right. I did have a total and complete aversion to emotional intimacy. For me, it was uncomfortable. And so for a complete stranger to seem to know what I was feeling. <laughs> wow. His words alone actually made me feel kind of almost violated. I really, I mean, really did not want anybody to know my true inner feelings. This was kind of my, my private space. I didn't even let close, close people in. I mean, bear in mind, this is all, um, I know this now. I didn't at the time, um, but this is down to the self-reflection. But I'd always kind of bought, built a fortress around myself. I'd thought that I was protecting myself. The place that I had built for myself was my sanctuary. I mean, the use of that word, though, sanctuary, is actually quite ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, if you look at the actual definition from the Oxford Language Dictionary, right, sanctuary, a refuge or safety from pursuit, persecution or other danger. I mean... <laughs> In reality, living with misperceptions that um, borderline personality disorder does cause, it doesn't fit with the description sanctuary, does it really? I mean, perhaps the opposite meaning is more, more apt, so maybe snare or trap. And let's have a look at the definition, right? Something 
often something deceptively attractive that catches you unawares. Hmm, now that sounds chaotic, doesn't it? So that is a kind of borderline personality disorder kind of perspective in a nutshell. So getting back to this emotional intimacy, borderline personality disorder has been described as the immeasurable craving for intimacy combined with the immeasurable fear of intimacy. Think about it. I mean, is it only people with emotional disorders that have the craving for emotional intimacy? Uh-uh, no. Everybody needs intimacy. You need it. So what actually is really emotional intimacy? It's the revealing of one's true inner self to another person. Is it starting to make sense yet? The reason why you don't want another person to see how you really feel about yourself. This is about guarding your emotional safety. But are you still, are you still stuck? Are you still afraid in that kind of guarded and protected fortress, keeping out perceived danger? Are you afraid of your subconscious perceived reflection of your own self being revealed? How humiliating. That's what we fear. That humiliation. I mean, we can deny it to ourselves. But again, this is just denying reality. So what about self-intimacy? Well, in my experience, I was subconsciously afraid of knowing myself. Not only was this kind of living in denial, but it was also a lazy way of taking responsibility for myself as, as an adult. But please don't be offended with my kind of use of the word of the word lazy. Why did I say lazy? Well, introspecting would take some effort, wouldn't it? Uncontrolled behaviours were kind of obvious. But if I truly looked within, to see my inner self, I'd have to take responsibility for change, wouldn't I? Or should I just distort, well, ignore my chaos, just distort reality to fit my formula of the nature of feeling self and life? But wait, isn't that what you've been doing for your whole entire life? And come on, how's that been going for you? Mm, there's your answer right there. Looking backwards, and bear in mind this is after a lot of rumination. I mean, some kind of heavy, heavy shit. I used my kind of fear or shame of feelings to give me a free pass to adulthood. I don't blame myself for this now, because obviously I didn't know I was doing it at the time. But my refusal to accept a thing as it really is, rather than kind of redefining it to fit the situation, it's emotionally immature. It's kind of like, I don't like it, so I'm going to have a tantrum and it will go away. I'll refuse to consider the full information and not make any changes or adjustments. Well, there you go again. 
get what you've always gotten if you do what you've always done. But you know, when self-reflecting, you need to remember to be reasonable with yourself. Always spot the differences between shame and guilt. And whilst getting to know the inner you, always be alert to shame and guilt. I mean, it's an excellent time to dump a lot of misplaced um, shame. And remember, guilt is always constructive. All it does is actually motivate us to do better in the future. Anyway, what have I actually learned about self-intimacy? Well, I've learned that when I don't give myself kind of time alone for that reflection, I'm, I'm also letting myself off too easily and not holding myself accountable to address the areas which I need to grow as a person. Now, that's, that's not constructive. That is not constructive because a person needs to constantly, constantly grow. I'm talking about holding myself up, up to the inner healthy and reasonable scrutiny that all adults must do. That this is where the digging and delving, this is where you will find your core beliefs. These are the things that we hold to be absolute truths deep down. It's kind of underneath all of our surface thoughts. Essentially, core beliefs determine how we perceive and interpret the nature of feelings, self and life. The distorted core beliefs that I had been operating on were very convincing, full of persuasion and conviction. Something that I'd accepted as true without even question, seated deeply and without even being aware of them. But you know, they were incorrect. These core beliefs determined to what degree I actually saw myself as worthy, safe, competent, powerful, unloved or lovable. These distorted negative beliefs about myself were deadly to my self-acceptance and my self-esteem. They had a huge influence on my sense of belonging and the basic picture of how I actually viewed and treated others. That perspective was off. Not massively off, just very, very slight. But the, the impact that that slight, slight being off actually causes, it is absolutely massive, massive. Well, I think, I mean, I've rabbited on for quite a bit longer than usual. As always, uh, I'd really appreciate any feedback or comments. Sound quality is pretty crap, isn't it? But as I've explained, I'm using my phone and I'm, I'm not fluent in tech at all. So please kind of bear with me. I am getting more confident do doing these podcasts. Um, never thought I'd say that. Always hated the sound of my own voice in, in truth. But isn't that actually funny how a different perspective can change how you actually think and feel about something? that had actually been so incredibly ingrained in you. It's worth thinking about, isn't it? Anyway, have a great week and hopefully we'll speak soon. Bye.